This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we'll be talking all about men's health with Dr. Neil Pollock of Pollock Clinics. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. New data shows that Canadian airlines are doing a much worse job of keeping on schedule than the airlines in the States. In fact, the aviation firm Sirium says only half of Air Canada's flights and 36% of WestJet flights were on time in the final two weeks of June and the first two weeks of July. And that's considerably worse than the five biggest airlines in the U.S. A McGill University expert says the delays are the result of the airlines running their planes too hard and leaving too little time for maintenance. British Columbia small businesses are welcoming the announcement of a $10.5 million government program to repair and prevent vandalism damage. Jake Jackman owns the ice cream parlor optical store in Vancouver's West End. Jackman says the big four-panel glass front on his shop, the very expensive one, was broken last year while a business across the street is replacing its windows, in his words, every three weeks. If approved for the rebate, businesses can receive up to $2,000 for the cost of repairs and up to $1,000 for preventative measures. The new program launches this fall. One of the reasons a lot of people say they're hesitant to buy an electric car is because they're worried that if they go on a long trip, they won't be able to find any stations that will charge up the cars and they'll be stranded. But it looks like the big car makers are now doing something about those concerns. General Motors, BMW, Honda, Hyundai, Kia, Mercedes, and Stellantis are teaming up to build an electrical vehicle charging network that would connect most of North America and rival Tesla's network. The seven major automakers say their plan will nearly double the number of fast charging plugs in the U.S. and Canada. It's a bold move, but the car makers say they want to speed up the process of us making the jump to electric cars. And despite the actors and writers strike in Hollywood, there are still a lot of movies made before the strike that look pretty good. And a lot are coming out this fall. A lot of them are premiering next month at the 80th annual Venice Film Festival. The very prestigious Venice Film Festival. Bradley Cooper has a new movie about the life of composer Leonard Bernstein. It's called Maestro. Also at the festival is Sofia Coppola's Priscilla. That's about the life of Priscilla Presley. She was, of course, married to Elvis. Director David Fincher The guy who directed Fight Club, Alien 3, and The Social Network has a new film as well. It's called The Killer. Toronto also hosts one of the most prestigious film festivals in the world. And this September, they'll be showcasing a bunch of big-name actors who, for the first time, have directed a film. That will include Chris Pine's movie Pool Man, Anna Kendrick's Woman of the Hour. Michael Keaton has become a director as well. His movie, Knox Goes Away, will debut at TIFF, the Toronto Film Festival, as well. Hopefully this Hollywood strike ends soon, though, because once all these movies come out, many movie fans and theater owners are concerned that we may simply run out of quality new film and TV content. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, it's a frank discussion about men's health, from vasectomies to erectile dysfunction, even penis enlargement. 
We'll talk to Dr. Neil Pollock from Pollock Clinics when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And when you're talking about vasectomies, circumcision, treating erectile dysfunction, even penis enlargement, you want to know that the doctor handling uh, that part of your anatomy is an expert. And that's why people have been going to Pollock clinics for so long. Dr. Neil Pollock has 25 years of experience in the field, including a number of innovative and proven techniques, such as no scalpel, no needle vasectomy, as well as the Pollock technique of circumcision. Dr. Pollock is also a clinical instructor at UBC's Faculty of Medicine. He's been a guest lecturer and instructor at hospitals around the world. So basically, Pollock Clinics has the highest international standards of male medical care. And they're right here with two private clinics serving the Lower Mainland, Vancouver Island as far north as Yellowknife, and Seattle to the south. Their website is PollockClinics.com. And you can book online and a doctor's referral is not required. And Dr. Neil Pollock is with me now. Hi, Dr. Pollock. How are you? Hey, Martin. Terrific. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Really nice to be here. Yeah. So, well, let's dive right in uh, with vasectomies. I just looked it up and uh, the last statistics I saw, something like 55,000 men get vasectomies every year. So I guess uh, the Pollock clinics are pretty busy with uh, men getting vasectomies. Oh, yeah. You know, Martin, we're probably seeing 2,500 uh, men a year for vasectomy. And, um, you know, we've been doing this now, as you said, for 20 years. We've probably done in our, our team of doctors, myself included, you know, 50, 60,000 vasectomies over the last years. And, you know, when we started doing it, um, you know, the years ago, you think so much has evolved, Martin. You know, now we use what's called a no scalpel, no needle technique. So, um, you know, there's a tiny puncture instead of bilateral cuts into the scrotum. There's no stitching required to close the skin. Um, you know, it's a four and a half minute uh, procedure, virtually bloodless, virtually painless. Uh, so it's been extremely popular, um, you know, uh, procedure for men. And the nice thing too, Martin, is you can check if the surgery works. Uh, uh, unlike tubal ligation, you know, the procedure in females for sterilization. And then you can do a semen test, a semen analysis afterwards. And, um, you know, our failure rates in our office have been somewhere around one in three to 5,000 men. So it's a very high level of success as well. Wow. And, and I just have to say, you had me at no scalpel. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guys certainly like that, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, uh, the freezing itself, we call it no needle freezing. It's really a wonderful new innovation. It's, a, uh, it's like an air pressure xylocaine. You put in a fraction of the amount of, of anesthetic. It goes in um, 0.1 cc's in, in, uh, uh, on the uh, center 
spot in the uh, scrotum. Uh, again, air pressure, xylocaine, virtually painless. And uh, within seconds, it's uh, effective and you're ready to go. So this sounds very state of the art. And, you know, uh, is it is it a lot different from what other uh, clinics are offering? Yeah, you know, we t- there's a, a wide range of uh, approaches that doctors use. Um, you know, conventional vasectomy is often done where there's, um, you know, a uh, uh, half an inch incision uh, with a scalpel into both sides of the scrotum with uh, all kinds of different uh, mechanisms to block the vas, some tie the tubes, uh, some cut parts of the tubes out, some burn them. You know, it, it, there's a wide variety of techniques used in different places. I think the key thing is to, um, you know, uh, uh, experience is really key, Martin. So, um, you know, like anything in life, you know, um, even if you have two left hands after doing 50,000 vasectomies, you figure out how to do it. So, you know, we're, we're comfortable that our technique, we can only speak for ourselves, has really evolved over the last number of decades, couple decades, um, to be a four and a half minute virtually bloodless, virtually painless procedure with um, we'll be getting some great uh, success rates, too. So, yeah, we've been really happy with our approach. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Dr. Neil Pollock, founder of Pollock Clinics. You can find them at PollockClinics.com online. That's P-O-L-L-O-C-K Clinics.com. Are there a lot of misconceptions about vasectomies uh, we see in, on TV and stuff? Well, you know, I, I think I think people um, have all kinds of different expectations. I think there's a lot of uh, fear. There's a lot of... Uh, concern maybe it affects my uh, manhood or my hormone levels but, you know but the good news is it doesn't you know uh, testosterone levels aren't um, uh, meaningfully uh, affected by a vasectomy uh, nothing to worry about there um, you know the complication rates in, exper- in experienced hands is quite low the failure rate is quite low and as I mentioned it's testable so I mean, I think people should be reassured that, um, you know, it's quite as far as risk benefit, uh, vasectomy is considered, you know, uh, in in experienced hands, a a very kind of um, reliable and safe procedure. Right. And and I mentioned off the top, we're talking about vasectomies, uh, also circumcision, treating erectile dysfunction, uh, even penis right. enlargement. But it's it's a right. lot of different a lot of different things. And Pollock Clinics really is sort of a men's health clinic. You have sort of a holistic right. approach to men's health. Right. 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 And, you know, we when we uh, began with circumcision, you know, again, 20 years ago, that technique has sort of evolved uh over the years, um, our technique on infants is is essentially done in 30 seconds with the Pollock technique. Again, virtually bloodless, virtually painless. And what we've done is we've made it uh, accessible to children, teens, and adults under local anesthetic in a very quick procedure that uh, doesn't even require sutures. We use skin glue closure. So um, the circumcision um, is now uh, more readily available versus having a general anesthetic in a hospital, which is often quite a prolonged procedure uh, to even arrange and get in. 
uh, once we had been doing, you know, uh, and focusing on vasectomy and circumcision for years, we realized that many men, uh, as they age, because it's a normal part of aging, were getting erectile dysfunction. That's the uh, difficulty getting or maintaining an erection. So we did, you know, we researched, read, um, personally, I read every article published on this subject in the last 20 years that I thought was meaningful um, and showed scientific validity for treatments for erectile dysfunction, things like shockwave, shockwave, low acoustic shockwave that's like a painless energy that's applied to the penis that causes improved blood flow. Things like platelet-rich plasma injections, which rejuvenate the penis and bring increased blood flow. Um, You know, things like that that uh, have now gone beyond just taking a pill that uh, like a Cialis Viagra that improve things for two hours and revert back to the prior state. You know, new treatments are available that actually change blood flow long term to the penis. And of course, you know, the more blood flow you have to the penis, the more the erections are bigger, better, harder, stronger, longer lasting. And that's what people want. So, yes, our uh, erectile dysfunction program has evolved. And Martin, 50 percent of men over 40 have difficulties getting or maintaining erections. And that number grows by 10 percent with each decade. By the time you're 60, 70 years old, you're talking 70, 80 percent incidence of erectile dysfunction. So it's a common part of aging and people shouldn't feel any uh, self-consciousness coming in because that's what we do all day long here is see men's health issues. Right. And I guess it's something that, uh, I mean, it can only be helped by people talking about it and not being so, you know, so freaked out about discussing it. Right, right, because it is common, and uh, the more people are comfortable and the more they talk about it and they, you know, share experiences that this is a normal part of aging and that there is successful treatment available, then the less people that are going to be suffering in silence. And the same goes for Peyronie's disease. That's another condition we treat. You know, people don't know that if you have a curve in your penis that's developed, you know, Um, most commonly in the 40s, 50s, 60s, sometimes secondary to the the, uh, trauma to the penis during intimacy, a bend that happens, and then you get some scar tissue and you get a bend in your penis that can be painful. Well, there is treatment for that. That's called Peyronie's disease. It affects about 10% of men. And, um, you know, we have an innovative uh, treatment protocol Uh, step-by-step combining multiple approaches that go beyond probably the scope of this interview. But suffice it to say that, you know, people should be aware of it and aware that it's treatable, not something they have to live with. Um, You know, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that um, it's something that I, to be honest, I've never heard of Peroni's disease before, but you say 10%. That's a lot of people. A lot of uh, people. that's an incredible thing. So what if anybody listening um, hears something and there might be an issue that they have and uh, they'd like to get a hold of Pollock Clinic? So they go to PollockClinics.com. What's sort of the process? Because you don't need yeah. a doctor's referral. What's the process? 
Right. Well, they would just um, go to our website. They would submit a, uh, a form. They would be contacted within one, two days. An appointment would be set up with one of our uh, experts in the area in one to two days. And we'd start evaluating and recommending the appropriate treatments. Um, you know, so, it, it, I mean, the nice thing about, um, you know, our clinic and our process is it's fast. Um, you know, going uh, our route, we set it up so that people don't have to wait, so that if they have a problem, uh, that they can be seen quickly and treated quickly. And that reduces a lot of the frustration that people are experiencing right now in the medical system. Yeah, and I guess half the battle for a lot of men is to sit down and talk about something, because probably a lot of this stuff they don't talk about. Right. Right. And, and, and that's what we do. A lot of the time in, the, in our interviews, we sit and we listen and we want to know how is this affecting you? How is this affecting your relationship? And then we explain carefully what are all the options. And, you know, that that maybe is a segue to uh, another common condition that we treat is premature ejaculation. Okay, well, now, hold that thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. hold that thought. Um, <laughs> we're talking to Neil Pollock. He's the founder of Pollock Clinics. You can go to pollockclinics.com, and uh, they've done over 35,000 circumcisions, 25,000 vasectomies, and uh, they treat all sorts of uh, men's health conditions. And uh, I think it's an important conversation to have. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, as Dr. Pollock mentioned, we are going to talk about issues like premature ejaculation, also uh, hormone therapy I th or testosterone therapy, um, and all the different issues that uh, men face uh, with their health. And that's when uh, Vancouver Consumer continues uh, right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're having a very interesting discussion with Dr. Neil Pollack. Dr. Pollock is the founder of Pollock Clinics, pollockclinics.com. And uh, we were talking about all the different, uh, the different uh, treatments you have for men's health, everything from vasectomies, uh, circumcision, treating erectile dysfunction. And you mentioned premature ejaculation. And that's something that uh, the doctors at the Pollock Clinics uh, can, can help you with. Right. And, and Martin, you know, that, that's a very common uh, concern that people see us about. And, and, and premature ejaculation can be lifelong or could be acquired, meaning that some people, they've had it just forever, and some people, some sort of episode, stress, relationship issue um, has, uh, has changed uh, their ejaculation pattern. Now, in either case, people should know it is treatable. And what we did is, what I did is, you know, I read everything that in the studies in the last 10 years that's ever been scientifically validated to help with premature ejaculation. And that's from where we created our premature ejaculation program. The goal is to normalize the time. Some men will ejaculate in 30 seconds. And so we want to prolong that too, because it can be a very frustrating problem for them and their partners. So our treatments are really sort of a, uh, 
they they impact the patient on multiple levels, ranging from the messaging from the brain to ejaculate right down to sensation in the penis. And our program has six or seven different different uh, ways that we intervene to prolong the ejaculation. So with a common problem, people should know it is treatable and polyclinics can help. Wow, it's it's amazing. And I, and I guess, you know, the issue of premature ejaculation, of all the issues we've been talking about, which carry with it a lot of, I don't know if the word is shame, but uh, we're very private about them. But this issue, premature ejaculation, seems like something that probably a lot of men keep to themselves. They don't want to talk about Right. And, and I think that, you know, the, the campaign that we've had to talk about it and, uh, you know, uh, explain what it is and how common it is, you know, through digital and through radio, I think has been really helpful to normalize it and, uh, and to let men know that, that it's common and it's treatable and that they don't need to suffer in silence. Right. And uh, Paula Clinics, uh, you, you're doing some interesting things with testosterone replacement therapy. Explain what that right. is and, and what you guys are up to. Sure. You know, um, we were hearing just um, from many of our patients as they age that, um, you know, that, that they had concerns about their testosterone level. They were doing some reading and finding that some of the symptoms that, that, that are really subtle that many men don't know about is that as we age, you know, up to one in four, one in five men can have depleted levels of testosterone. Um, How that manifests, uh, things like loss of sex drive, um, loss of muscle mass, uh, loss of endurance, um, depressed mood, change in confidence, abdominal uh, obesity, um, lack of energy, motivation, things like that. And, um, and so then what, what we realized is, is that they needed a, a place where they could be tested quickly. They could have the sensitive parameters that really give an in-depth picture, uh, an accurate picture of what this person's functional testosterone level is. And then a, uh, a program that meets the Canadian Urological Association guidelines on how to um, replenish and maintain testosterone levels. So through um, uh, Paula Clinics and uh, Dr. Aaron Goldstein, who's with us and doing a great job at launching and, and uh, you know, bringing that program you know, available to the public, um, you know, it's had a, a huge response. People are really excited. And um, the program involves not only, um, you know, the assessment and the management, but ongoing management, ongoing testing, the physical, um, you know, uh, signs and symptoms that need to be monitored, the lab that needs to be monitored carefully, the blood work to make sure that it's all being done in a safe and effective way. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Dr. Neil Pollock, founder of Pollock Clinics. They're at PollockClinics.com, P-O-L-L-O-C-K Clinics.com. And uh, Dr. Pollock, what I'm hearing is kind of a, a sort of an holistic approach to men's health at Pollock Clinics. And uh, mm. it's, it seems like it's, it's much more 
than, you know, just vasectomies and circumcision. And one thing that's really interesting uh, that I, I didn't even know about is, is the work that you do with penis enlargement. And so, first yeah. of all, what kind of people are coming in? And uh, like, is this sort of a medical condition at times that people are concerned about? Well, you know, I, our program really was began because, you know, men had concerns um, that uh, they wanted a safe and effective way um, to enlarge their penises. And, um, you know, over, over time, we did the research and um, my colleague, Jack Chang, identified a number of, of really world-class innovators in enlargement that were doing it through the use of fillers, like the same type of material that uh, men and women might put in their faces, um, you know, through injection to smooth out or uh, fill hollows in their face. Um, this material could be put into the penis safely and could enlarge the penis and increase the uh, the girth. And so, uh, me, you know, men would, would be seeing us for different issues because using that same process is actually also one of the treatments for premature ejaculation because not only does it enlarge the penis, but it reduces sensitivity a bit, which helps to prolong the uh, time to ejaculation. But, um, you know, many, many have had for all kinds of different reasons, um, you know, uh, an interest in enlarging their penis. Uh, some feel and, uh, that it might increase the, their partner's enjoyment. Some have just had been self-conscious uh, over years. And when they realized that there was a safe, effective way, um, you know, they... Um, uh, they expressed in interest in having it done through um, our filler technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Dr. Neil Pollock, founder of Pollock Clinics. They're at pollockclinics.com. And, and we're talking about all these techniques and things. Uh, and I guess um, you've come a very long way in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, I guess I'll just say it, pain. When you're the kinds yes. with, you know, you talk about a, a no scalpel vasectomy. So yeah. how far would you say you've come in reducing the pain that's involved with these kind of treatments? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, pain, pain control for us has been a huge focus. And, um, you know, I remember when we started doing vasectomies 25 years ago, like the standard then, you know, was to take a. Uh, a needle, fill it with 10 cc's of xylocaine, a long one-inch needle, and put it up into uh, the vas area and in the scrotum and the, uh, you know, inguinal canal area. And it was quite an invasive approach with a huge amount of volume of anesthetic. I mean, compare that now, Martin, to, you know, lifting the vas to the surface of the scrotum uh, placing a, 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 a device uh, that just sort of touches the scrotum and with air pressure and xylocaine injects a tiny amount, 0.1 cc's, into the skin. Um, it's repeated one time. It feels like a little, like a little bit of an elastic band that's um, a little snap that you, that you have twice. 
And then the surgery can be carried out in four and a half minutes, pretty much painlessly. So, um, you know, so pain control has, has come a long way. And the mm-hmm. same with circumcision. It is, it is so painless now that, you know, we don't need general anesthetics. We can give what's called a penile block. We can effectively freeze the entire penis with anesthetic placed in the right uh, areas. And the surgery can keep, be carried out. Uh, with the patient totally comfortable watching a video while you operate in the few <laughs> minutes it takes. Wow, that's good to see. I love that image. That's great. Well, in yeah. the couple of minutes that we have left, I want to talk about uh, something you've referred to as penile rehabilitation, because I know people who have had surgery, prostate surgery, and they're very concerned about uh, future erectile function and all that stuff. And uh, that's a big part of your practice, the penile rehabilitation. Yeah, I mean, so what what we're finding is the same types of treatments that we're using to treat erectile dysfunction, things that bring um, stretch to the penile tissue, that increase the oxygenation, that improve the blood flow. Studies have shown that if you get this treatment before you're getting prostate surgery, and after you're getting, after you've got prostate surgery to be started early after surgery, that you can reduce the chance of getting two um, common and unwanted side effects, which are shortening of your penis and erectile dysfunction. So um, there are a number of things, a number of interventions, a number of treatments that can be given to you before and after uh, that can uh, be effective in um, reducing your risks of these, you know, very troubling side effects. And we just want people to know that, that there's things that can be done as opposed to, you know, having a surgery, waiting, uh, doing nothing, and finding out you're getting these uh, problems, you know, weeks, months afterwards, and missed uh, an important window to help reduce um, the, uh, the side effects. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, Dr. Neil Pollock, the founder of Pollock Clinics, pollockclinics.com. Uh, I want to thank you. Uh, this has been such an interesting conversation and, and you've really, Pleasure. you've really kind of, um, you sort of, uh, I think put a lot of minds at ease. A lot of men probably listening to this who are thinking about those things. Uh, you know, the your matter of fact approach and the you know just talking about it and the way you've been able to, you know, kind of look at these in a very healthy way and uh, and it sounds in a, a much more pain uh, pain free way. I just I, I'm not very eloquent at this, but uh, thanks for talking to yeah. us. I really appreciate yeah. it. Pleasure, Martin. And and you're right. But every day I come into work, I'm thinking about how can I take it up a notch? How can I improve outcomes? How can I improve the experience? It's really been an ongoing, evolving thing that we're really passionate about. And, um, you know, I think if people come see us, uh, they will understand that, um, uh, you know, we're, we're there, we're listening, and we'll do everything we can to help. Dr. Neil Pollock, founder of Pollock Clinics. Just go to PollockClinics.com, P-O-L-L-O-C-K, clinics.com. Thank you, Dr. Pollock. We'll talk to you again soon. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks, Martin. Have a great day. You too. Coming up, you've heard of the Bank of Montreal. Uh, Why isn't there a Bank of Vancouver?
Well, back, back in 1910, they tried. And I'll tell you how that went when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Time now for a little This Weekend in Vancouver Consumer History. It was July 30th. Uh, tomorrow, 1910, when a new era in Vancouver's financial history began at the corner of Hastings and Camby. It was on this day, 113 years ago, that the Bank of Vancouver opened its doors. It started with a capital of two million bucks. I guess in 1910, two million bucks was enough to start a bank. Now it's barely enough to buy a house in Vancouver. Hopes for this new bank were very high. Management announced they would be extremely loyal to the city. They even bought their furniture from local manufacturers. They also issued their own bank notes. The $5 bill showed a shipping scene. On the tenor was a picture depicting the lumber industry. The $20 bill showed salmon fishing, while the 50 had an image of mining on it. They already had two other small branches in the lower mainland, but this was the big branch, and it was the step they felt they needed to be recognized as a legitimate and national bank across the rest of the country, the Bank of Vancouver. And there were some heavy hitters involved. The directors of the company included high-profile dudes like W.H. Malkin. He had already been the chairman of the Vancouver Board of Trade, and nine years after that would become the 21st mayor of Vancouver. If you recognize the name Malkin because of Malkin Bowl at Stanley Park, it was named after him. Also on the board, Lieutenant Governor T.W. Patterson, so it looked good. The newspaper reported, no doubt the Bank of, Can- of Vancouver will speedily be recognized as being among those institutions which contribute to the high prestige which Canadian banking enjoys in the finance world. So why aren't we seeing ads online right now for the Bank of Vancouver trying to sell us mortgages and homeowner loans? Well, within five years, the Bank of Vancouver would go into liquidation. They just couldn't get enough people to deposit money. And that's the story of the Bank of Vancouver. And I bet coin and stamp collectors would love to get their hands on those Bank of Vancouver bank notes, the paper money. They are out there and they seem like they would be great collector's items. You can find images of them online. I went to eBay to see if uh, any were actually up for sale. I couldn't find any that you could buy, though On eBay, I did find somebody trying to sell an old Canadian $2 bill for $191. $191 for a $2 bill. For that kind of money, I would want it to be at least a 10. Uh, This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. You can hear Vancouver Consumer every Saturday from 2 to 4. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. I'm Martin Strong, and the news is next on CKNW. We'll see you next week. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.